You're listening to the Lead to Think podcast, a podcast that brings together and inspires small business owners in the salon, spa, and fitness space to be empowered in their everyday decision-making. My name is Lauren Gish. I'm best known for being a coach and strategist in small business. I'm also a salon owner in Nashville, Tennessee. We're going to be talking about key strategies to keep you from being overworked, overwhelmed and drowning in debt to being rested in control of your business and more than profitable. I'll be sitting down with industry experts and business owners that are just like you to discuss the lessons they've learned and the strategy that's helped them build and survive the roller coaster that is small business. Welcome to season two of the Lead to Think podcast. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what this season is going to be about before we dive in. So I want to go on a journey with you and some of our guests about going from feeling set back to embracing refinement. So how to embrace discomfort and see growth. So you might squirm a little bit in where you're at, but I'm hoping that you learn how to embrace that and learn some new things. So before we dive in, I want to take a minute and let everyone know what I've been working on. I am releasing a solopreneur course. And so this means all of the meaty content that I use for my owner's course and coaching is going to be downsized a little bit into a smaller package for anyone who works independently. As the podcast has been out and the more clients I've worked with, more conversations that I've had, it's become so apparent that a lot of the key principles I work with owners on, solopreneurs need as well. I personally walk the line. I own a business with a staff and I'm a sole proprietor. And as a provider, I've worked both ways. I've worked solo and I've worked with a team. And As a solopreneur, there are so many common issues I run into, and I see others running into them constantly. So if you find yourself confused about what to charge, how to pay yourself, where to spend time on your business, you constantly feel like you're doing too much for clients or crossing boundaries because maybe it's just you, there's no in-between between you and your clients, Um, you feel like maybe you're charging too little, You don't know when to raise your prices, or maybe it's been a few years since you have because it's just you by yourself and your costs aren't that high. That one was a big one for me. I would love to connect with you. And the webinar that I have applies to you as well. So if you head to lauren-gish.com, watch it. If it resonates with you, grab a spot on my schedule and we can talk through what's working, what's not working, and where you want to head from here. I'm really, really excited to start working with my solo entrepreneurs. So whether you're a trainer by yourself, if you are doing skin, hair, if you're anywhere in wellness, health, and fitness working solo, this is for you. So besides that announcement, let's go ahead and dive into this season. So we know that growth can be a little bit uncomfortable, maybe a lot uncomfortable, And this season, we're going to look at how growth plus focus can equal a thriving business. So I was reflecting on 2020 and looking at numbers, looking at my staff, and just so grateful because I know that if it was any other year for me and my business partner and our providers, it might have looked different. 
And we went through some really uncomfortable growth for a few years, kind of got our ducks in a row, got our values aligned with who we truly are. And we really saw it pay off. We really saw it prosper. My staff saw an average of 15 to 20% growth on their key performance indicators throughout the year. It doesn't mean that my bottom line was bigger because my business was still closed for months, just like many of you, but they still saw individual growth in the midst of it. And if we would have been open for all of those months, we still would have seen such an amazing growth last year. And so I'm so, so thankful. And I want to share a little bit of my story with you about the seasons of growth that came before that and how it's led me into this career. And I've spoken a little bit about my life, dealing with anxiety, a little bit of my story here and there throughout season one. So I want to talk about today how I transitioned from being a provider to being an owner and a provider. So I had always been a stylist. I'd always been an educator. And even when I worked in the music industry, I still kept a small clientele because I never wanted to give up my craft. It's something I trained in 15 years ago. I don't want to give it up. I don't want to get rusty. So when I was deciding to pursue the small business life, to really think about whether I was going to open my own space, whether I wanted to partner with someone, I was offered a great job to continue in the music industry at a position that would have given me an amazing title that probably would have carried me throughout my career and incredible connections in music that are people's dream. Like it's the dream job to work with these names and these businesses. And I said no. I really, (laughs) I think a lot of people are like, why? Why did you say no? I felt truly called to stay put. I really felt called to dig my heels in into my own path of entrepreneurship. And some of you can relate to what I'm saying here. You feel the pull and the call to lead, the call to serve, the call to make people's everyday's lives better with the place that they work. I particularly feel that call when it comes to small business with health, wellness, and beauty. There's just something about it. And I knew the job that I had been offered was a dream job, but it was someone else's dream. And I walked away from it. And so here's how it went. You know, I felt called, I felt excited, I felt the call to lead. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I'm living in my calling, I'm gonna be so fulfilled and this is gonna be amazing. But (laughs) here's how it really went. And I know some of you have probably been through that too and are laughing and relating. But when the veil was removed, right, I saw behind the curtain of ownership, it was rough. I cried. I had a few panic attacks. I had some migraines. I had partnered with an existing business. So I had a first year of marriage, so to speak, with my partner. And we were learning how to communicate Um, How did we view relationships together? How did we view money together, employees, and everything else that comes with it? Not to mention, it truly felt like walking into an existing marriage with kids. I was the new mom in the house, and this didn't go over well. 
the way that I worked and what I thought was best for our family and the business, the adjustments that needed to be made at that time, let's just say that I was not anyone's favorite. (laughs) It didn't go very smoothly, even though there were necessary changes. And this wasn't my partner's fault in any way. And she's an amazing owner in her own right. Um, There were changes that need to be made for the business that she had been wanting for a long time, but didn't want to do it alone. And she needed someone at her side. And I was the one that said yes. And so also in the midst of all of this, I was experiencing a decline health-wise. So I have had endometriosis since high school, and at this point, it was starting to become the worst it had ever been. I was in pain all of the time and all of those other things that come with it, and it was um, spreading throughout my abdomen. I didn't know how severe at the time, but I was trying to just push through and hold it together. I had a new business. I had two small children and was trying to be the best boss babe I could be and separate my professional and my personal. And this didn't look so great all the time. I'm not going to defend it. I tried to push through pain for too long. And I paid. And my people who worked for me paid. And my family paid for it. And that was just a piece of the puzzle of beginning to learn um, how to be an owner. And I learned in that, especially that there's some power in vulnerability and being honest and that you can't really separate personal and professional. Sometimes you need to let people know what's going on. It doesn't make you look stronger. It doesn't make you look better. So that's a little rabbit trial there. I'll probably speak to you more later about managing those types of things in ownership. But back to my story. So this ugly part, this first year of marriage, people really disliking me, me learning by doing, um, losing staff over it hiring new staff. And then I had people in my life asking me questions like, so, I mean, what does this even mean that you're an owner? Like, what do you do besides your regular work? Does it, is it really that much more? I mean, cue mean girls. All I heard was like, what? Like, it's hard. And I had been in higher pay, not higher paying, but <laughs> higher positions than this in the corporate world. So I had worked with people. I had managed. I had educated. I had been in positions of authority and leadership. And let me tell you that when it came to this, to learning how to run a small business and everything that comes with it and all the hats that you have to wear, none of it mattered. This ugly part, this is where I grew. I had to rethink what I thought about having a business, what I thought it would be, and decide who I was. It really shook the foundation of who I thought I was personally, but also who I thought I would be as a leader and what that meant. A few years in, I was having lunch with a friend who had been witnessing the whole thing. She had been in and out of the business. She was a client of the business. She was a vendor of the business. And I was just complaining, basically, over all of the growth that I thought I would see and all of the things that I had thought would already happen. And she just looked at me and was like, yeah, but you're still open. You turned a whole ship. You rebranded an existing business. It's easier to open a new business than to do that. And you're still open. You're still going. You're still growing. This is the long game. 
And I just was like, oh my God, it is the long game. And if I give up now, if I don't look at it like the long game, if I don't take the time, what am I even doing? (laughs) Do I think that jumping from thing to thing and promotion to promotion and marketing effort to marketing effort will save me? Or am I going to just keep doing the same thing and create something bigger than myself, create a culture, create an environment, create a standard? I think that we forget those things take time. I know that I had. And so at that moment, I was like, okay, okay, I'm just going to keep digging in. I'm going to keep making these decisions and I'm going to keep going day after day. And there are so many decisions I've made along the way that have been long game choices. They're not easy. And sometimes I've needed that perspective of someone being like, this is a long game choice. This is forever. This is for the rest of your career. You have to look at the whole picture. And I'm usually that person now doing that with other people, but I've had amazing people along the way guiding me as well. And sometimes these choices take more time. And sometimes that upsets people or they might not want to look at the full picture with you. Here's a side note though. It's never my goal. If you are regularly pissing people off, losing staff and clients, and you just keep going, you need to take a look in the mirror. Like that's a whole other issue. But back to where we're at. How about you? Where are you at? There are many areas of growth. Are you able right now in your business to focus and be uncomfortable knowing that you're on the right path? Or are you uncomfortable, overwhelmed, and grasping for what the right answers might be? Are you just trying what's next? What's right in front of you? Are you like, oh my gosh, we have to get a tech talk. Oh my gosh, I need to make reels. Oh my gosh, I need to have a better website. Oh my gosh, I need to just do a rebrand and it'll make it better. Because if you're thinking that way and you're unable to plan for years down the road, that's not going to help. Are you just feeling alone? Are you too embarrassed to talk about what your struggles really are in your business? If you can focus on discomfort and know what's ahead and you're seeing growth in your business's bottom line, you are seeing your profits increase, amazing. But if you're not, if you identify with being overwhelmed you're embarrassed about where you're at, you feel alone in your ownership, like no one really understands you and maybe you feel like there's no one that you can talk to and maybe other local business owners feel like competition rather than friends. Maybe you just feel discouraged about moving forward and you're like, I, maybe I just need to get out of here. How do you plan to get out of that mindset? I've seen so many people go to marketing, social media, branding, The list goes on and on to try to dig themselves out of this, but it doesn't work. And some of my background in media PR, we would sit down with a client and if they didn't know what their story was or have a plan for what they really wanted, couldn't really do much. I could only make their mess look okay or a little polished up from the outside. And that's not what you want. You want to be clear about who you are. If you aren't and you just have a good eye for social media, it's like putting a filter on over your mess. You know what's under there. You know the Instagram versus reality situation better than anyone. So I hope hearing a little more of my story has struck a chord with you. 
And no matter where you find yourself in the midst of growth, you don't have to go it alone. So as the season goes on, we're going to continue to talk about it. We're going to talk about how to focus and plan for the long game. We're going to have some guests and we're going to answer listener questions. And as always, if you identify with the lonely owner, you're not sure where to go from here. You are Instagram filtering the reality of your business so hard. You don't know where to start. Stop. You have the opportunity to remake your business from the inside out. If you head to lauren-gish.com, it's going to take you to my webinar for business owners. These are the five areas I start on with my clients to get them some clarity around their path forward with their business, starting exactly where they are. So if you go to the show notes, there'll be more details there. Thanks for joining me on the journey into season two. I'll see you in the next episode.